I'm Janine, and this is Outside the Box. Thanks for watching. Today's special guest is Scott Brick. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I met you years ago. I went to um, an event. Maybe it was maybe it was either a webinar or a live thing. But um, uh, Pat Fraley, big yes. voiceover person, um, and you are the narrator of all narrators. So I heard <laughs> you've done some incredible work. You know. And uh, I kind of followed your career a little bit. And I always thought that was so intriguing. So I thought I would have, as I mentioned earlier, a segment on Outside the Box that talks about entertainment and what people can do to work remotely if they're actors and actresses. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, um, you know, when all this, when the lockdown started, my first thought was, Thank God, you know, my friends and I, my colleagues, the voiceover people, the industry in general, thank God we prepared for this way back in the day. Yes. Um, I think I opened my home studio in 2008. So um, my advice, if you don't have one now, look into it. Yes. See what you can do. And people are being really inventive. You know, not everybody has a spare room. Not everybody has even a spare closet that they can convert. Yes. But I know a, a good friend of mine, uh, he shall go nameless, but he hangs up quilts uh, as made mm -hmm. basically a little fort. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, it uh, works. We, we, we do what we can. You know, the listener doesn't know that you're in your closet. No, so, no. Um, yeah, I'd say getting the studio, getting a setup is is step one. And then it's it's a combination of, um, well, you have to create a demo. You have to get excerpts that the producers will listen to. Mm -hmm. um, there are casting websites that you can go to. Ahab is one um, um, that's owned by Penguin Random House. I've never uh, heard of that. It's called Ahab? Ahab. Um, oh. I, I, I don't have it in front of me. I want to say something like ahab.us, ahab. Okay. I don't remember what the uh, extension is. It's that's not okay. a dot People com. People can Google it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, easy to find. Yeah, um, that's a, that's the casting website, and you can go and put up a profile there. The same thing on ACX, acx.com, the audiobook creation that's a big exchange. One. Yeah, a lot of work goes through ACX. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people get their start in the industry there. Um, it's hard, you know, uh, uh, finding the right kind of title. You know, yes. um, um, it's kind of like match.com but for <laughs> for rights holders and narrators boom you hit that one yeah right True. right um so you want to make sure that you get excerpts that really serve you that really demonstrate your skills to the best of your ability um put up profiles on ahab put them up on on uh, acx and then start start auditioning you know definitely go out meet the players uh, right. Even though we can't really meet in can't person really. at the moment, sure, there are nevertheless virtual mixers that uh, the Audio Publishers Association. Um, you can find them at audiopub.org. They have virtual get-togethers every every few months, and Great producers advice. and publishers get on there, and you can introduce yourself and say, "Hey, haven't worked with you before, but I'd sure like to." That's a great idea. You know, um, because people need to have some kind of positivity right now. It's so hard knowing, let's say I'm an actress and I'm 
used to working a day gig so I, or an evening gig so I could go to all my auditions or, you know, be sure. available. And now that paycheck is not there right now. It's so hard. It is. And which is why uh, a number of colleagues of mine have started looking into other areas of voiceover that they might never have done before. Um, uh, a number of friends of mine have reached out to do medical narration, to do e-learning. Um, well, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially now. Um, medical narration, my God, there's, there, there's, there's a huge need for it right now. And there's only going to be more, even sure. when all this hopefully calms down. And all the distance learning that's going on, as you said, e-learning is a huge industry. Yeah. Massive industry. Uh, what are what are some skills you would say people need to be a voice actor? Well, it's it's interesting. I I have so many friends who've come from very very different backgrounds. Um, most of them are have got some kind of performance history, mm -hmm. um, or if not, have certainly taken acting training. Um, I think that's really key. <sighs> I think job one, I'll probably say that a lot. I say that a lot in my life. Okay. I'll be like, hey, you know, job one job is one. making sure you get the author's words across. Job one is, you know, shutting up the inner critic. Um, a very important job is sharing yourself with the listener. And um, if you don't have acting training, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, to, to get somebody who, who doesn't have that same lexicon um, um, and, and make them understand, you know, what you do. Um, so, yeah, I always recommend that if people don't have acting training, that they go get some. Uh, it's never too late. Sure. And um, even, if it, even if their training was doing community theater when they were in junior high, well, that's still, you know, Something. you've got the basics. Yeah. So uh, beyond that, there are, you know, um, cold reading skills really help because even though you aren't reading it cold, it, it just, it forces you to be mentally alert, um, yes. really quick on your feet. Uh, things come and go. You could miss them. You know, it, it really, um, if you've never taken a cold reading class, I, I highly recommend that because it keeps you mentally focused. Those are so good. I took them at the SAG Conservatory. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. They really, I, 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 I use that skill every single day in my career, every single day. Yeah. At first I had a hard time um, when I had to memorize stuff, but then cold mm -hmm. reading is a whole other skill of grabbing the words off the page, connecting, yeah. you know, with your readers. Because, you know, when you're doing, when you're doing voiceover, yes, you're, 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 you're concentrating on this sentence. Mm -hmm. But you know that you've got the next one, and then you've got the next one, and then you've got the next one. And you have to be able to kind of skim ahead just a little bit. Um, you know, your peripheral vision needs to be able to pick up the fact that, okay, this is the end of a chapter. So I'm going to read the last few lines of it a little differently than I would if, I, if, if it was the middle of the chapter. Yes. You know, yeah. so. How do you, you, you mentioned... Um our inner critic. There's a lot of, you know, the negative self-talk. Um, oh, I sounded terrible, you know, or I can't stand yeah. the way that I read that. How do you silence that 
as a as a voice actor? It's hard. It it yeah. keeps it keeps coming. coming yeah, I, I've been doing this for over twenty years, and it's still. You still me. get that way? Oh God, sure, absolutely. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and and it and it won't get better if you read your audible reviews. Or, oh, or I won't any, even listen to my audiobook. No, uh, no I, I uh, that way lies madness. Right. Um, uh, I learned very early on not to do a Twitter search for my name. Um, but look, I my approach is I focus on the fact that I've been cast, mm. and to me that has to be enough. Every, every single casting person that I've ever talked to about this, they have all said the same thing. Casting is 80% of the job. Well, then that means you were perfectly cast. If you get the gig, mm -hmm. it means that you're perfect for it. Sure. And I, I, I encourage all my students, remember, you are perfectly cast because, by virtue of the fact that you got the gig. So just breathe and enjoy the moment. And do the you work. know, Easy sometimes time. I, it's funny, uh, uh, working with Pat Fraley as I, as I do so often, uh, we were encouraging somebody to go a little slower, go a little slower. And he said, yeah, you want to do that so the audience, you know, can catch up. You know, you want to give them time to digest that. And I say, no, I want to go slower because I really want to, I want to suck the bone, the marrow out of the <laughs> bones of this experience. This is a cool gig. It is. So, yeah, I do my best to just relax, don't listen to the voice, and just sit back into it and mm -hmm. just enjoy myself. Living in the booth is fun, you know? It and is. if you're not having fun, <laughs> maybe pick something else. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I actually got into voice acting. I was living in Boston and I was at Hewlett Packard and there, there was a project and they wanted a narrator, um, someone to be on camera, then someone to do uh, the audio and no one would offer to do it. So I offered to do it. And then I used to go and sit in production and watch what would go on and see who they'd select. And I just started listening more and more to the voice actors that were getting mm. cast. And then I went to casting and I started taking classes and just taking yeah. the classes, um, building the confidence and the skill yeah. was everything. Well, also what you're doing is you're, you're being proactive, you know, uh, we get out of life what we put into it. And when you teach yourself a new skill, you know, you open up a world of new opportunities. Uh, a colleague and a good friend of mine, Chuck Constant, um, he's a really wonderful narrator. And a couple of years ago, he told me that he was flying out of town for a, a weekend conference. Um, it was Chicago or someplace. And and I said, what are you off to do? And he says, well, I'm gonna go learn the basics. I'm gonna go be trained so I can do audio description for the blind. Oh. Because movies and TV shows, they most of them nowadays have, in the same way that you would have uh, um, you know, the subtitles uh, for the hearing impaired. Yes. Now they have this for the visually impaired. So they describe what's happening in the movies mm -hmm. or in the TV shows. And Chuck just saw an opportunity and said, you know what? It just makes perfect sense. Yes. Why wouldn't they want a narrator? Sure. And as it turns out, I now know several people who, who do this kind of work. But I remember I told him, I said, I respect you so much for making that choice. Mm -hmm. And it was an investment. 
not yeah. just of time. He had to pay. It was his oh, own yeah. dime to go to go learn this new skill. But it opened up a world of, a world of opportunities for him. Great he was idea. Able to quit his job. Oh, he did. He quit his job. Yeah. Well, he had he still had a day job at the time. Yeah. And so this was the bridge he needed to you know to supplement what he wasn't making in audiobooks. Right. What is your um, what is your background? How did you get into voice acting? Um, I went to UCLA as a theater student. Um, I did about uh, 10 years of Shakespeare afterward, uh, wow. uh, traveling around California. Um, and uh, it's funny, I'm actually back at UCLA now. They brought me back. Uh, and now I'm teaching the third year graduate students audiobook narration. Yes, circle. Um, <laughs> which is really fun. There was never a class. There was never an audiobook class in America, at least on the collegiate level. And I love like, it. Yeah, okay. That looks good on the resume. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, out of, out of school, I did 10 years of Shakespeare. And then uh, a buddy of mine that I'd gone to UCLA with, we were playing ball on weekends. And um, come to find out, he was working for a company called Dove Audio. Mm -hmm. And sadly, they're not around anymore. But um, um, this was 1999. And uh, he got me an audition. and. Good. One thing led to the next. Mm. Uh, what can you tell people about the world of audiobooks, though? Because it's different than just going and doing a commercial. You know, you have to really um, understand how to prepare as far as, you know, pacing and everything else. It's, um, you know, the difference from the rest of the voiceover world is, you know, it's like a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, you know, uh, money-wise, you know, it pays, it pays well. Mm -hmm. But when you consider how many hours yeah. go into a project, depending on whether or not you're also handling the editing, the post-production, what have you. Um, but even just doing the research, reading the book ahead of time, prepping the book, um, you know, there's a lot more involved than walking into a studio and they hand you, you know, a 15-second tag. Mm -hmm. um, you do have to love it. You have to be, um, it really helps if you're a book fan. Um, you know, it's, it's also kind of a different vibe from the rest of entertainment because it's not the entertain, it's not the entertainment industry. It's the publishing industry. They just hire entertainers to do the audiobooks. So because it's the world of publishing, everybody, everybody loves books mm -hmm. and it feels a lot more like a family i think we've all been really blessed to work with people that we're very close to um uh, god there's a there's a, a producer who hired me years ago about 10 years ago for a series of uh, um stories for the um for nascar you know and he and i are still really really close That's great and yet those relationships are rare because it's a commodity, you're a business, right? right. Uh, you, you come in, you spend so little time with the people that you're working with, and then, then you go home and you move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. In audiobooks, you work with people for extended periods of time. Yes. And as a result, we all kind of tend to treat one another like family That's rather right. than a commodity. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, I, I've never been more thankful to do a job in my life. Um, it's it's a nice world. 
That was the impression I got when I saw you speak. And I think you were talking about I, uh, ACX in an event that you're, you're very well respected. You're, you're humble. You've, you know, had this great career of different projects you've worked on. Um, and you just feel very fortunate to do what you do. I really do. I mean, I, I still get surprised, uh, you know, um, I remember so clearly what it felt like on three different occasions. One was when they said, would you do in cold blood? The other was, would you do Jurassic park? And the third was when they said, would you do the hunt for red October? And I remember I just stared at them and I thought, why me? What are you sure? Mm. You know, I, I, that was your inner dialogue that didn't come out of your mouth, right? No, no, I, I, it was the, you know, I, I, okay. I kept that one quiet. Um, but I still, yeah. I, I, I'm just delighted whenever a gig comes along and, and I can understand why they would want me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can, I get the business behind it, but I still just feel just tickled. Like, it's great. Really? I get to do Jurassic Park? <laughs> How cool, you know? So, uh, yeah, as I say, it's it's. And uh, then the out regular. the exterior, you know, let me check my schedule. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh, look, I'll tell you, I I auditioned for the uh, uh, the Jack Reacher books. Um, <laughs> I have loved that series forever, uh, and I just read them as a fan because I just love the character. And my friend Dick Hill narrated them for 15 years and I was always jealous not really jealous but I was like oh are you frasm frasm frickin' frack you get to do those books I you know and I was at uh Penguin Random House one day um and when I was on I happened to check Facebook and Dick had announced his retirement and I walked into the office and I said look I'm sorry if this makes me a jerk but I feel like the body's not even cold yet, but I'd really like to be considered for this series. And, uh, and they were so nice. Oh, good. Uh, and uh, it took about a month. They, they read about five or 10 of us. I don't remember how many, but um, when I met Lee Child for the first time, the author, uh, I introduced myself and I put my hand out and he slaps my hand away and he wraps me in a bear hug. Guy's six foot six. <laughs> wraps me in a bear hug and says, welcome to the family. That's really and, nice. And I just, mm. I thought, I, I can't believe I, I get to, I get to do this for a living. That's rare. Yeah. You can't it's say lovely. that about other industries, a lot of other industries. No, no, mm. but I, um, but I do. And every single day I go into the studio, even if I'm tired, even if I've got a sore throat, mm-hmm. even if I am overwhelmed with work, as I often am, it's a good position to be in. It's a good problem to have. And I do as much instruction as I can because, look, the, the way I look at it, everything good in my life happened as a result of audiobooks. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, playing George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life, he talks about what's deep in the heart of mankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the love of, um, um, it's the desire to have a home, a relationship, a career. Mm-hmm. And I have all three of those because of audiobooks. That's beautiful. So I do as much as I can to to make myself available to to speak to people at conferences 
Uh, I've got a three-hour webinar next week, another one after that. I do my UCLA class. The way I look at it is, like, why should I be the only one having all the fun, you know? Right. When people want to hear what you have to say, your expertise, your advice. So where can people find out more about any classes? And Because now's the time um, people want to take classes. And work of on course, them. sure. Um, my website, uh, scottbrick.net or you can go to uh, brickbybrickaudiobooks.com. Um, they, they, you know, uh, they both live at the same place. Okay. Um, if you go to scottbrick.net, there's a, uh, in the upper left corner, there's uh, a tag for events. And that's when the world, when we're allowed to again, and actually have in-person events, uh, there'll be information there. But then there's a resources page as well. And uh, that's where people can go for, for coaching, or if you want to, you know, get a uh, an archived copy of an old webinar I did. Um, Good. Uh, that's that's where most of the information is. Are you doing any Zoom classes? Oh yeah, I do them. I, I do them every day. Oh, you do. Um, okay. While I've been in quarantine, I've been trying to make an hour available every day. Good. Um, and sometimes it's you know as part of a conference. Uh, we've got one coming up in August. Um, other times it's just, it's just one-on-one -on -one coaching. So, Good. Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. thinking a lot of people want to work on their voiceover skills, sure. learn new things. They could reach out to you and see what your schedule's like. Yeah. Totally. If I'm, uh, if I'm not, you know, buried with work, I'll, uh, I'll do my best to make myself available. Uh, where can people find out, um, about these conferences? You said they're all on your website. Um, Yes. Uh, the, the one that's coming up in August hasn't been announced yet. Okay. Well, I, I, the conference has been announced. We haven't put it up on the website yet, but, um, yes. Um, sorry, I'm actually just checking my, um, it is going to be August. I'm doing a three hour class on Friday, August 14th. And then the conference is also doing an audiobook panel on Saturday the 15th. And uh, the details will be up on my website. Is it for people that are interested in just audiobooks or the whole gamut from animation, commercials, everything? This is actually, it's a voiceover conference. Good. Just the, the whole gamut. The whole thing. Um, I'm offering a, a, a class, 12 or 14 people. And um, uh, so it will be specifically audiobooks for anybody within the conference who wants to learn about audiobooks. That's what we're gonna do on the Friday. And then on Saturday, Everybody can attend this panel. Good. That we're doing. Good. So, so before we wrap, is there any last bit of advice for people that are out of work, um, they're, or they're struggling voice actors? Kind of, you tapped into e-learning, audiobooks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's other websites. Obviously, people need to be careful where they put their money into. Yes, um, there are a number of voiceover artists who have made themselves they're just the soul of generosity and I love and admire these people. Um, um, J. Michael Collins and okay. Anne Ganguza did a, um, a webinar a while ago and you know, the beauty of a webinar from, you know, a coach's perspective is it could be 10 years after you did it and somebody could still down buy it, download it and, yes. you know, uh, still glean the wisdom. Um, they made that uh, e-learning webinar that they did available for free during quarantine. And I, I believe the offer is still open. 
uh, I can't speak for him, but um, but J. Michael Collins has also been giving people uh, free 20-minute um, coaching consults. Consults, good. For the, for the people who were saying, well, maybe I'd be, I don't know if I'd be good at it or not. Mm -hmm. Well, he'll chat with you for 20 minutes so for nice. free. So the webinar is free. The consult has been free. I'm assuming the offer is still going. Um, Pat Fraley, if you go to patfraley.com, okay. uh, um, he has a free resources page at, at the top. That's a number of voiceover artists have made things available for free. Good. Um, um, we didn't have that much in, in, in terms of you know webinars archived. Uh, mm -hmm. So we've been making audiobooks for free on my website That's instead good. of the instruction. But uh, people are really responding to what's going on in the world today. And uh, as I good. said, I, I, I admire that a great deal. There's a lot of great things on Facebook I'm noticing. A lot of voice actors are going, going live and sharing their advice or, or opening up to Q&A for people to tap into. So people should get involved in that. There's also, I mean, look, YouTube is a great resource if you're with using discretion. Sure. Um, um, there are a number of, I went on YouTube recently and I said, you know, how to narrate audiobooks. And half the videos that came up, I'd never heard of these people. And I, 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 I don't mean to be insulting, but I'm no, like, I know. I, sh I should have heard of them. You've heard of them, <laughs> you know. yes. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, a, a SAG Foundation, a SAG Foundation video. It's two hours long. And I believe it's called How to Get Paid to Talk. Um, I can send you the link. Uh, I'd like to see uh, that. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it was a it was a panel that we did in 2014. I want to mm -hmm. say uh, myself, Pat Fraley, and Hillary Huber, marvelous narrator, okay. and um, uh, Jason Ojalvo, who created ACX. He introduced it. He spends the first 10, 15 minutes talking about the business, how the business of audiobooks works, and then Pat, Hillary, and I came out and we started talking about the skills for about an hour and a half, and we worked with a couple of volunteers. Um, that's a two-hour video that's completely free. Worth watching. Had, yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I send people to it all the time, and um, I've, I've met people, a couple of my colleagues now told me that they were in the audience that night, and they'd never done an audiobook, and now they're doing it full-time. So um, I hope it helps. Good. Well, I want to thank you so much. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Gave a lot of good advice to people right now. Oh, I'm so glad. I hope it was helpful. And uh, uh, anybody out there who is interested in doing audiobooks, my advice to you, go forth and read. You bet. Thank you, Scott. Thank you.